미치겠네. I'm Tony Garcia. I'm Taylor Hopkins. And today we're reviewing Train to Busan. <laughs> this is a South Korean horror film, zombie horror film. Of course, it's a horror film. And I, th- I think it's a really good movie. Like most movies come out of, like most horror films coming out of Korea. Yeah, I don't think they've had a bad one yet. Mm hmm. Not recently. I mean, yeah, like, since, like, what? Not, like, since, I think, since the host? Yeah. It's progressively been getting better. Since Gangnam Style? Well, that dude's from fucking South Korea? Yeah. God, I hate him. (laughs) Korea's been going strong ever since Gangnam Style. Fucking dance, dude. Everyone acting like they had ponies between their legs and shit. Dude, they did. No, they didn't. Don't ruin their it dreams. It was just space. Why are you ruining their dreams? I'm not. They're being foolish. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. So, I think one reason South Korea has had such a good run with horror films is because it has an immediate, potentially nuclear threat right above it. So I think the reason they're making so many horror movies that are like just hitting it out of the park is because it's an expression of their cultural anxiety and where they stand right now. Because that's why I think America in the mid-2000s kind of failed at horror films because fear was so manufactured during that time for us. We didn't have anything we were really afraid of other than like the others. Rural America did because they were paranoid about everything, anything brown, and spoke a different language. Wait, what do you mean the others? Like other other cultures? Oh, okay, got you now. Just really being xenophobic. For some reason, I was thinking the movie. I yeah. Was like, what? Dude, that is a movie. Yeah, like I don't know. I think most horror films are a reflection of some kind of cultural anxiety, and I think that's why. South Korea is having such a good run. Like, you can't really pick out... Like, you, like some of the best horror movies in history, you can see a reflection of what the culture was going through at that time and what they were afraid of. Yeah, 80s, you had serial killers. Yeah. That was on hype, you and know? Like, so then you got Freddy, Jason, all them kids. Mm-hmm. Um, late 60s, early 70s, you had Vietnam War. That mm-hmm. bled into culture. Then you had Japan, how they made horror through their, what is it, like nuclear fallout? No. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. their radiation poisoning. Japanese is the most obvious when you look at it. Everything was about like being afraid of automation, being afraid of nuclear power. 
Yeah, you want to know what else? What? The atomic bomb that we dropped on them. Because we're dicks. We are dicks. That was not cool. dude. That was not cool of us, I'll say that. Isn't that how we got the grudge? I don't know. I don't know what the grudge came out of. Well, I thought there was. A, I thought the backstory of the grudge was World War Two. Was it? I thought I, I was thought the grudge. Was. I always thought the grudge in the ring were culture anxiety is about women entering the workforce in Japan. That's what I always thought. Oh no, I meant the family inside the grudge. I thought they were oh. from World War Two. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. where they got that idea from. That's right. Yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. I I understand your point though. Yeah. But yeah, like in this film, it it kind of. I think what it expresses fear about entirely is like the selfish nature of North Korea, how they are more concerned with being a national power and they're concerned with being a world then they are concerned with participating in the world peacefully and i think that's what this film expresses with how it kind of condemns all these selfish attitudes being expressed during like the zombie apocalypse and kind of kind of promotes being more of a selfless person and caring about others that's like the whole arc of the film. That's that that I think this is one of the films where like a character had like a full arc, and it didn't feel pushed on or tacky. Yeah, because like almost every slasher film, there's the nerd who just needs to learn how to fight for himself, and that happens by the end of it. Or like the virgin girl who needs to learn how to fight for herself. But like it's always tacky shit. By the end, like, oh I'm really passive, and like the starting scene, and at the end it's like. I'll kill you with this machete. You motherfucker. Yeah, yeah they always swear. They start the swearing. That was always the funny part. That's how you know they're mature now. It's because they sweared it. I was like, you had no They right. made a curse. They had no fucking right to do that. <laughs> they made a curse word, dude. Like, I feel you gotta build up with your swear words. That's true. Like, there's always a build up when you grow up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, shit. This film had a lot of build up though, it with its character arcs, because there were like, he he was constantly making steps into like becoming a better person. He didn't just suddenly decide at the end, I'm gonna be a better person. It's like he constantly made smaller and smaller steps throughout the film, to be like, I need to reinforce these ideals that my daughter is trying to push onto me, so she will love me. And it keeps going. Yeah. He wanted to be a better father. That's basically He actually did become one. Exactly. At the end, when he died. I like how he died happy. What? Spoiler, bitch. Fuck you. I like how he... I win. I like how he died happy. I won just now. Okay, we're good. I like how he died happy. (sighs) Happy, sad. Happy, sad. Because, like... I know that he's looking back at that, reminiscing, like, oh, you know, but I feel yeah. like he's like, fuck, now I don't get to see her grow. I know, he just fell. I never saw him being like, oh, no, I won't get to see her grow. He just like... No, I mean, he was just thinking that before he went to the reminiscing, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I, yeah. 
God, that's intense. But yeah, like in the end, it, like, all I cared about was getting his daughter and that other woman to safety. And like in the beginning of the film, he's just like, hey, we only have to look out for ourselves right now, okay? Don't do anything to help other people if it's going to put you in danger. And then at the end, that's what takes him. And I think there would have been a version. I think like they wrote, they probably wrote like a draft where he survived at the end. But I feel that would have taken away from the message. I kind of glad they killed him off. There's one part that I didn't like. What? I just really wanted to see that old man get devoured. Yeah. That's all I wanted to see. We just saw him cry for his mommy and then die. Yeah, that pissed me off. I just wanted to see him get fucking torn to shreds. Just because he's a fucking douche. The whole entire show. And like, I'm not saying that this film is the first film to ever introduce that whole dynamic of like, how should people act during a zombie apocalypse? Should they be self-serving or should they be selfless in their actions so they could be concerned with other people? And like, The Walking Dead is probably the show that like has done that the most. Being like, oh, we gotta take care of our own Rick. Like that. Coral. You know? Yeah. He has a big I haven't gun. seen it. Fucking whore. What? But yeah. That probably that that show probably does the most, but I feel like this film actually like does it better with like serving both arguments to an extent. Like the old man he's basically getting himself into more trouble by being selfless, but he always gets himself out of it by being selfless up until the very end. Think of Donald Trump Selfish. on a train. Yeah, basically. Like, that's, that's what this old that's dude is. basically who the old fuck was. Always fucking lying, and somehow people fucking believe him. That dirty bitch. I don't get why he fucking, like, needed them to not be in the back of the train. Like, if he was so worried about shit, why didn't he just go into a train car by himself? Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe he was thinking about other people could help him. Well, like, he was always trying to fucking get people to fucking follow him and shit. Yeah. But, so, like, I don't know. That was a cool scene, though, because, so, like, after, like, it was a scene after, um... It was a scene after they made their way up to the front of the train after all the tunnel shit. And, like, he basically left a whole bunch of people there to die. But then they broke down the door. And then, like, the sister of one of the girls who died is like, this is bullshit. Opens up the doors to let all those zombies in. That whole fucking place just gets torn to shreds. And they can't open the door because they fucking locked it behind them to keep the pe- to keep the people they're trying to isolate out. That's one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Yeah. Because, like, after that, it doesn't really show the massacre that happens inside. Yeah. It just shows the blood splatters and the pounding against the window, that, like, opaque window that's just fucking, like, lost over. Yeah. Like, you just, it, it's left to imagination of what the fuck's going on in there. And I love that. They got their comeuppance so foot fast. It's like after they isolate the people, they just like, well, I'm going to open this fucking door. Fuck you guys. God, they really fucked themselves over too. You know what I yeah. don't understand though? 
fucked themselves over by being selfish. What the fuck were they doing tying them fucking their coats to the fucking doors if they're slide doors? Oh, because then it's like more tension against them. Because it's like they couldn't slide it open because with the doors pull because the coats pulled them back the other way. Yeah, but I, I didn't think that they had fucking they weren't like fucking loop handles though. You know what I mean? I think I thought they were just fucking like, you know, like a car door. Yeah. That's not what I thought the handles I were. I don't know. They did it somehow. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm fucking wondering. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Didn't? Oh, dude, dude, I'm telling you, we always find the weird little things, the weird little things, and yeah. I think this might be one of them. Now I gotta go back to that scene specifically. You gotta go God back to the damn it. I think one thing I really liked about this film was uh, is how we like the characters. I at least I like the characters, like the big guy. Whoa! I did too. For you, don't hate. You're your own man. You can speak for yourself. Wiener. You fucking bitch. Anthony Wiener. Dude, his wife is hot. I don't get how he cheated on her. Dude, he was going for eighteen-year-old ass, man. His wife was hot. He was going for eighteen-year-old ass. You know how young kids say? But yeah, like, uh, that big dude was really, uh, he was really an enjoyable character, and we didn't need any backstory at, at all in him. Which I feel like horror movies do too often, that they have to make, like, five, um, five establishing scenes to establish every character in the fucking film. And it's like, no. Yeah, like, the first 20 minutes of every horror film is that. Yeah, they and only I feel like there could be more horror in it. Yeah, they only needed to establish the father and the daughter and their relationship to show the arc of the story. And they didn't need to fucking establish anybody else cuz every other character in that situation they would have been who they they would have uh showed their character anyways. Like I feel like establishing establishing scenes should establish who they are prior to the character arcs. But most films, those characters that they establish don't have a character arc. They're just around to die. They're just cannon fodder. And none of these characters had a character arc beyond helping the main character have his character arc. Yeah, like half the time you don't even need their backstory because it's told within the story already. Yeah. Like, it just doubles up halfway through, like, oh, we already knew she's like this. Like, this is what we know of her from the intro, like, 20 minutes, you know, the fucking build-up, or however you put it. Like, Yeah. yeah. And then it just reaffirms everything she just were told. Yeah, like, we'll have a scene about, like... Like, in so many horror movies, there's a scene establishing who's who's the jock, who's the slut, who's the... who's the nerd... And then they have to do, and then they're just slutty, jockey, and nerdy throughout the entire movie. It's like, why do we need those establishing shots? What I like about that, though, is I feel we're moving away from the slut jock thing now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like even in Blair Witch, the new one. Yeah. It didn't really, it didn't have that. It was just it two follow- friends. It Follows is the closest thing that New Age has come to like having a classic horror, 80s horror film. Yeah. Didn't have, really have a jock. Didn't really have a slut. It's had like a bunch of kids with different dynamics to them. Yeah. Like sure one actually I was about to say one girl is basically the version, but she did have a one night stand basically, didn't she? The dude that raped her? They didn't, they didn't 
beginning when she's in the car, she gets raped. Yeah, he doesn't rape her. Swear to God, he does. No, it, it was consensual. And then he then he roofies her to tell her about fucking the chick. I thought he roofied her before. Mm-hmm. Whoa, dude. They fucked and then she roo- then he got roof then she got roofied. Yeah. But yeah, like that was that was their first date, right? Or was it another one? Oh, that was their first. Yeah, she is a one see the fuck like that whole movie is basically against the virgins against the virgin stereotype. Cause the lead act the the main character has a one night stand to establish to 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 fucking get the film going. But she still survives. Yeah, this I I don't know. What, yeah, I think horror films. I think it's just because the horror culture is so. Um, I want to say avant garde. Avant garde is something else, right? Look up that word. No, avant garde is more. I feel like it's more amateur horror films. Like it's people. I don't want to say amateur because I feel like that has a negative connotation on it. But it's like people who didn't study film, and cre- like at an academic level, most horror films, you know. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of like the like what would you call Sam Raimi's work, the Evil Dead work, where it was like basically like all like them doing all their own shit. I can think of the word. DIY. Yeah. Horror films are very much DIY. And I think the culture has persisted throughout the, the entirety of the of the genre. But CGI has made a lot of them shitty. Oh, yeah. Because people go the cheap route. Yeah. And don't take risk. But I feel like what's happening now these days is that there are people who have and appreciate film at an academic and, like, enthusiastic level beyond just, like, yeah. And like, and they're putting that to horror films. They see the potential in horror films to make films that are more than just DIY. And I'm not saying DIY is bad. DIY. Yeah. Is that what I said? You're saying DIY. Do yourself in. That's some subliminal messaging. DIY. Oh man. But yeah. That's good. That's really hot. It's hard to keep my thoughts fucking. I know, that's like I'm trying to think through all this right now. And uh fuck. There's a lot of other points I made about this film. Okay, l- wait, let me I'm I wanna know if I followed you correctly okay. on what you just said. Okay, so you're saying these cats are going to school, but they're like not totally dropping out, but they take off on their own path and use horror as their outlet about the cultural no, times. I'm not saying that they're like dropping out or no, no, I don't mean dropping out, like go, or, taking their own path or if they're like, in or school. they're even like going to school. I think they understand, I don't even think you need to go to school. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think what I think these new directors 
understand film theory. They understand cinematogra- cinematography. They understand uh, plot structure and writing. Yeah. And they're applying all that to more modern-day horror films. I think before, like, like, it was just people who had stories to tell and didn't understand the art of filmmaking at an academic level as some directors do. Like, they don't know what a tour theory is or they don't know um, how, to, how cinematography should work. Like, I bet they couldn't, like, they, they wouldn't be able to, like, pick apart certain cinematography techniques from a film or something like that. And I think nowadays they're understanding um, film theory at a more academic level than they used to. Even though, like, they're not... Like, horror films still have to be uh, DIY. Just because I don't feel like a lot of big-budget producers and studios are going to be investing in that that much these days. Like, even, like, the dark universe that they're trying to build has to have an action, like, approach. Otherwise, it won't be funded, I feel like. Oh, yeah, I agree. That's what I mean by the DIY. I, I, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're also more academically inclined. Yeah. Due to, like, everything that we have now. You mm-hmm. know, technology-wise, they can read. They you know, they have such a vast oh, amount yeah, yeah, of yeah, knowledge yeah. at their disposal to actually learn all this, even if they didn't even go to school for it. You yeah. Know? Like, I, I'm, fig- I'm going to say, like, Shitty guessment, like, 50% maybe goes to school for a little bit, then, like, maybe goes off and does their own thing, you know, just to get yeah. basics down or a starting point, and then they know where to expand from there. Or others, yeah. like, just know where the fuck to expand from, or just did it all but yeah, at like, the beginning. But yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. obviously, accessibility to that information has gone better, too. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think it's also happening. It's because people can look up, like, cinematography techniques, tutorial techniques, um just other ways to um like build a film that that directors didn't have like password directors didn't have the accessibilities to oh yeah yeah that's for sure because most directors if they went to college for film i feel like in the past they ended up they wanted to do drama or something like that but I feel like most directors in horror were just like your, we're just your fucking punks who had something to say. Do DIY, dude. I almost said do yourself in. God damn it. But yeah, and what kind of point was I make? Was I gonna make with that? It's really hard to keep track of my points with this fucking heat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. And I feel we went through everything like four times through each pre- previous recording. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of want to just go keep going through those points so I can have them recorded so I can listen to this, re-listen to this. Because I do that sometimes. Like, what was I thinking about when I was making this point about this film? Because this also applies to this film. I'm trying to think of points that we made in the previous trial and error runs. Um, fuck. Definitely, like, God, I just can't. I oh, just... yeah. This movie could actually do it all in one movie. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? Like, you, it, like, I say this movie could do a sequel and it actually be successful. 
Yeah. But, like, it doesn't need one. Oh, yeah. Where, like, you had, like, every other fucking big hit. You know, like, Halloween, Friday, fucking Saw, any of the movies where they had, like, seven fucking movies afterwards. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Personal opinion, I'm fine with just two Mm -hmm. at the most. But, like, some movies can be done in one. Yeah, definitely. And this seems like it actually did it. I'm glad that horror films have stopped making, have stopped, like, the sequel, like, thing. Like, I think that ended in mid-2000s or late-2000s after they realized, you know what? Wrong Turn 6 isn't making any money. Let's stop making more of them. Yeah, unless you're, like, the, uh, what are they called? Mega Shark 3? Not working. No, the re... Reimagining movies or oh. reintroduced for, like, new audiences, like Texas Chainsaw and shit. Yeah, that's true. Texas Chainsaw has been, like... There's gonna be a new Friday 13th, isn't there? And a new Halloween. Well, John Carpenter's working on that, so I'm not really mad at that. I'm not really mad at... I can fox with that. I can fox with that. There we go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that was good. That, oh, man. But yeah, fuck. Fuck. But, fuck. I love that he hated fucking Rob Zombie's films. Those were shit. You gotta review those one day just so I can talk shit on them. What? Rob Zombie's fucking Halloween films. That's fine with the first one. Second one is shit. All the way. I fucking hate First one, too. First one, I'll give a good five. Out of? Ten. Yeah. Give it a two? No, I'm joking. I don't know. I have to rewatch it. I can't really think of all the points I hated about it. Yeah. This is like the kid being beat with that stick. (laughs) That was badass. (laughs) He's bleeding all over. Fuck that little bully. Yeah, you don't need to kill your bullies. You just need to take them out back and beat them with the fucking stick. I definitely feel like I like I like the fact that like this film actually did have like an it had a message that it fully committed to. Almost every other like horror film that like have a message doesn't commit to it at all. Like even like Halloween, like that made me that made, that's what made me think about it. Well, wait. Like it had like an anti-bullying message at the, at oh, the start. Oh, okay. I was like, gonna Rob say. Zombie's Halloween. Oh, okay. I th- I was gonna say the original. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, Rob Zombie's ha- Halloween is like, hey. Be nice to people. Don't be a bully. But then all of a sudden, like, we lose that narrative, like, halfway in when he's, when he's like, hmm, you know what? He could just be fucked up. He could just not be a working person. Okay. Whatever, then. God, that's wild. But this film definitely stuck with its message. And I, and I, I get like it. Good film. Is it? It was, it was one of the fucking, it was one of the few horror films that, like, made me feel good and hopeful about humanity afterwards. Which is really weird. Because most horror movies leave me with, like, um, cool. Yeah. This one made me feel like, ah, people I think can the do comedy it. helped in that, too. Oh, yeah. This had the nice, little bits nice back bit of comedy here and there. Like, it was. It flowed. It did really it in well. the right moments. They, they weaved it in. It wasn't like, it didn't feel placed in at all. Yeah, like, they did it in the right times, like, in the bathroom. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, right? Or was it a closet? It felt natural, is what it was. 
Yeah, like, you're not going to be making jokes while you're fucking killing the fuckers, you know? Yeah. It'll be like when you know that there's a little downtime to ease a little bit of the tension. Yeah, like when he threw the fucking phone across the, across the floor to distract them. Yeah. Why are you throwing my phone? God. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that. It's like, why does your wing tone suck? And it's like, I like it. How do you change it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that, dude. Gotta use such a meathead. God, and see, we we know so much about him, and they didn't need to fucking spend an extra thirty minutes on it. Yeah, you know by his appearance, like it's kind of you, you can use deductive reasoning. Yeah, and just watching him throughout the film, how he how he acts and everything. That's that's what you should do. That's how you should write your characters. Is how they you want people to perceive them. You don't need to establish a fucking shot being like, oh, see this character as this archetype throughout this movie. It's like, don't tell us to see him as his archetype. Show us, show him as the archetype throughout the film. That's why I think. That's why I mean, like a lot of them have learned a lot of more academic styles of writing and and uh, film production. Yeah, like the fucking that in that twenty minute fucking take to fucking give us a backstory on the characters is a lazy fucking cop out. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that it's like fucking saying, lazy if you use that. Yeah, it's like saying I can I understand that in a drama to an extent. I don't think it should be used at all. I mean, unless they have an arc, unless they have a character arc. You well, need to establish, yeah, like you need to build up like who their character is prior to, and who their character is after. Yeah, this sorry, this was. Meaning, like, yeah, I can see that as the only excuse for that. But if it's like a film where it's just kind of quick and to the point, like this it, one, it's more the fact that this character, it, that this character's, um, this character's personality doesn't alter throughout the film. Oh yeah, yeah. So they just need to consistently write him accurately to represent the personality they want us to, um, perceive if they want us to see him as this. And that's what these writers did. Typically in horror films, they write one scene overtly yelling at us, telling us what how they want us to see him, and then they just let him do whatever they need for it in the story. But he's still the jock, remember that. He's like, okay, look, he's throwing a football. All right. Why don't you just fucking write him as a character then? We don't cut out those extra 20 minutes where... You fucking yell at us that he's a jack. Instead of just show him throughout the film being the character you want us to see him as. And that's that's what I mean by it, like about them having to write. Because yeah, it is a lazy cop out to be to just establish, hey, this is who the character is. Instead of actually writing a character throughout the film. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Is it working? Yes. <laughs> Every time you ask that, I feel like it's going to break again. Well, usually it fucking, like, does that jolt that it just did, but it wasn't yeah, doing it's that doing for, like... Yeah, it's been like, suddenly just cutting out. Well, yeah, this was going to say, like, it usually... There are no black spots. Yeah, I, I was just staring at it because it didn't do that quick movement for a while. That's what I was like. Staring. Like now I have to go and listen to part No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You don't. It's all right. They will be fine. I really like uh, 
ending of this one too. It had a pretty happy ending. And I like how it tied into the, the beginning too. Where she says she wanted to sing for her dad. And then she's the when right before they're about to get shot in that tunnel. She starts singing the song she was gonna sing for her dad. Yeah, too bad dad didn't hear it. But now she's brave enough to do it. Oh fuck. Father gave her that strength. Damn, dude. I love when the fucking mom called him on the phone. Oh, yeah, it's mine. That's right. She's such a good girl. Take care of her, okay? All she wants is her mom. That bitch. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I forgot that she said that. (laughs) Yeah, he called the little girl a bitch. I loved it. I kind of, I really wish I knew what the mom was like now. I know it has no fucking redeeming value in the movie, but, like, I just want to know what the mom's actually <laughs> like mom? now. I want to know what she's doing. She like, that's why I said that I would be fine with the second movie if they, like, if the mom was still alive and the little girl actually got with her. Like, I want to know what the fucking mom is like. Oh, you want to know the actual mom? Yeah, yeah. The I'll actual... about the grandma. No, no, I want to know oh, about okay. the her mom that they're trying to get her to. Yeah. Like, throughout the whole movie, like, she's, like, if she's a bitch and shit, like, I want to know. No, I, th- no, the grandma was calling the little girl a bitch. Oh. Yeah. I thought she was calling. For wanting her mom so much. I thought, oh, I thought she was calling yeah. the mom. No, she's calling the little girl a bitch. Oh, that's mean. Yeah, she's like, I'm always Fuck so nice. grandma. She's like, I'm always so nice to her. I always take care of her. But all she wants is her mom. That bitch. Damn. <laughs> now I hate grandma. I want to see a movie where they go into the apartment building that they live in and they shoot grandma. Is zombie grandma. You know, I don't see a lot of old zombies. You ever notice that? They're all like either like young adults or middle-aged. In films. You think old people just aren't signing up to be extras? They can't if they're fast zombies. I feel like I've seen zombies in walkers, but it's always like just people who are in their 40s with makeup on. I want to see a legit old lady fucking... Yeah, I get you, shiny boy. <laughs> you think the zombie would use a walker? No. <laughs> and if they're in The Walking Dead. <laughs> Stop. God damn it. <laughs> Say it. Rick is like, that walker has a walker. Say it. What? I'm a hilarious. I'm, do you say, do you say I'm a hilarious? No, say that you're hilarious. Say it right now. Go, I'm hilarious. No, do you you say I'm a hilarious? No, I said I'm hilarious. No. I said say I'm hilarious. God damn it. I was hoping that you'd (sighs) say it that time. I almost had you say it. I would have laughed even harder. I really, God, that's a really good concept that they, that they thought of, like z- zombies on a train, and they executed it pretty well. Like, they really explored that concept to the max. And I love that they didn't do any fucking crazy bullshit, like get on top of the fucking train and try to fucking, like, do that kind of shit. That's way too fucking Indiana Jones for this film. I feel like that's one thing zombie films try to do too much. Or maybe that's just me. What I think of. Try to be like, try to turn their like average, ordinary, everyday Americans into fucking action stars. 
you know? Maybe that's just something I thought of. I'm pretty sure almost every zombie movie ends up with everybody fucking being a marksman and shit. Like, definitely happens in Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Everybody just becomes proficient at fucking shooting and shit. Yeah, that's true. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah. I love that they get this really, really uh, grounded. World War Z was also one that was kind of fucking needed to needed to calm down. Hated that movie. Except for the beginning, like 10 minutes. You annoyed me. Right there was the a fucking scene where they're all trapped in the car inside the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. You know what annoyed me? There's a scene with this guy's in a jail cell, and he's pulling out his teeth. So if he ever turns into a zombie, he can't bite anyone. But here's the thing. He was pulling out his teeth with his fingers. Try grabbing under your tooth and pull right now. I'd rather not. Just in case if I actually did it. Can't get a grip on your teeth, dude. You legit cannot get a grip on your tooth. I'm trying right now. Everybody try to grab your teeth right now. You can't get a grip on them. Don't do it if you have dentures. He's <laughs> like, oh, they come out. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck like, I don't stupid. want you to be a dumb. Or a bridge. Because bridges suck. God, I feel like we had so many more good points about this film in our last two recordings. Yeah. I know I can't I know there's one, but I can't fucking remember it. I know there's one that we're missing. Do you want to call it? Time is three fifty eight. <laughs> Wait, what time is it actually? It's six thirty two. The time is six thirty two. Uh, I shit. love you. That was pretty fucking. If you want good. to see better, this is the wait, 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 wait. Uh, next week is the whaling. Yes, another South Korean. This one's funny. This one's yeah, this fun. one's actually more fun. Oh, like, this, this one isn't fun horror. Train Busan was fun too, but yeah, and it, it it had its moments. Yeah, yeah, I could rewatch Train Busan. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, like you are... could re it's rewatchable. Yeah, it's easy. You know? It's an Where easy other watch. movies exhaust you because they're so fucking mentally exhausting to the extent that it's emotional. Yeah, this movie has a good amount of fun. Yeah, doesn't but... over hit you with emotional shit. The Wailing is also fun. We're gonna watch that next week. Watch it. It's on Netflix, and then after you're done, tune into the Macabre where we'll break it down with you. Hopefully, hopefully better than we did this one. This is bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, but it, um, to fucking make us not seem as shitty, <laughs> we did fucking try this three, four times yeah. in a fucking like mental 80, note, 90 degree room. <laughs> yeah, mental note. Maybe next time we'll just skip to the next film. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel super bad when I do that because, like, on yeah. the previous recording, we say what movie we're going <laughs> to yeah. watch. Uh, I like that we stuck to it, though. We yeah. got most of what we needed to yeah. say out. I, feel, I, feel like I like that we attacked that whole fucking uh, cop-out, fucking lazy-ass oh, yeah. lazy bitch work. 
Let's not like pat ourselves up on the back while we're podcasting. Still, <laughs> no, I'm gonna pat myself on that back. <laughs> and so you, if you have more comments or anything, comment on prettypunk.net or tweet at us at Sad Art Hole and Wolf of Valhalla. Concerns. We started a Patreon, so this well, website, shit we did. Yeah, so I could, so I don't have to pay for this website out of my pocket anymore. Shit. So go look that up. It's on our website. And then, honestly, if you even throw us a buck, you're gonna help us out, like a dollar. Just, a, just a quick, just a quick dollar. That'd help us out. And then we should be having more content, hopefully next month. We were going to start something else, but I think that fell through. The the series podcast on, fuck, what's it called? Penny Dreadful podcast. Well, I'm cool doing that. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> Time cool restraints. doing anything. Yeah. I'm the wild child. But yeah. So we'll see you. <gasps> Say everything? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Or we'll... There's a quick I love you in there. Do it. I just said it. I said I love you. Say it loud and proud. I love you. Brother. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>